One, yeah. two. Welcome to Flyover Studios. Special guest today, all the way from LA, my friend and yours, Champagne Connie Concept. Hello, what's up? I have come a long way. That was my beat I played into. Just to let you know. Yeah, that was my guy. That was a little, uh, little ode to Souls of Mischief '93. If you felt that one, hell yeah. So, classic album. Yes, 93 to Affinity. That's one of those uh, classic ones. And it has also one of the best guest artists, um, or artists on it, Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. The best hip-hop name, I think, of all time. (laughs) That is, he does have a pretty great name. You know, that that album, you know, growing up for me, I grew up in New York, in Queens, and uh, I got that album as a kid, Souls of Mischief album. It was one of the first albums that I probably got from, uh, from a west coast artist honestly uh, i mean i was like you know just a practically a baby um so it's just one of those it's one of those albums for me like you know like when when people kind of ask me like my influences you know like honestly like growing up like my uh, most of my like rap influences were like you know east coast rappers like nas and mob deep um but souls and mischief was the was like that west coast that west coast that always snuck in there from my childhood See, and I mean, obviously, obviously, like the Dr. Dre's and Snoop Dogg's and all of that, but honestly, for me, that was like a little bit later. Souls of Mischief, I believe, was my very first West Coast hip hop album. One of the most slept on albums I think came out because I'm 41. I'm a, I'm a couple years older than you, or maybe more than a couple. Was mm-hmm. um, Lab Cabin, California, Farside? Oh, I love that album too. But I actually have I have the vinyl uh, single running sitting right in front of me right now, actually. That to me, that was just because it was during that time where it was like mid nineties, and that came out, and um, and they, they, it came out with it didn't have like a lot of grit to it. It was just like has drop on it featuring the BC Boys. Um, oh yeah, drop art. And, and that and that video was that video is insane. I love that video. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, Hype Williams did it. Yeah. So and then yeah. that's one of that's the, the one that, that's the one that's all in reverse, right? Yes. Yeah, I love that video. That video is so hard. Oh, I, yeah, because I was a big fan. I played that one till uh, I played that one because their first one became really popular again when Big Daddy the movie came out and one of their songs was actually on the soundtrack when soundtracks were still kind of important to get a song on the soundtrack. Oh, what single was on? Uh, she keeps on passing me by. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because bizarre that that's bizarre ride too. That album, that's like my that that album's like one of my top ten albums of all time. Yeah, if in it and the, the weird thing is, I'm a huge hip hop fan, but this is funny is I've been listening to nothing but '80s pop. Uh, oh yeah, with my son. So I go picking my son from his girlfriend's house uh, usually every Sunday, and on the way back, I'm you know I try to he's he's a new hip hop fan like you know 
Apology uh, and guys like that. So, but yeah. but we were playing some eighties, and then um, we were playing, um, and then he was actually he's like, I started playing some Prince for him. Like nineteen nineteen ninety nine was a song that came on, and then tried to get him to listen to more than just hip because you have to you can't just hip hop's great, but you have to expand yourself a little bit more. Yeah. So he was just like, wow, that's he's like that's he's like that's kind of upbeat, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, because the, I was blessed with the the end of the some of the set of seventies bleed bled into eighties, and I was born in nineteen eighty. I had the hip hop blow up in the in the nineties. So I felt very, very blessed during musical times. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I was actually, what was I talking about just the other day with think about like movies or something. And like, it was kind of like the same conversation about saying like, you know, the nineties and the, you know, the early two thousands say were like, you know, kind of prime time, et cetera for that. And, you know, it's kind of funny to think about though, because I bet like, you know, for us, for example, like we think like that's the prime time, you know what I mean? And we think that that was like the music time and like, you know, those albums. But I'm sure that like, you know, kids of this generation are thinking like exactly the same thing or will think exactly the same thing. Or do you think that they will? You know, like, do you think like when they're, you know, when they're, say, 30, do you think that they're going to be like, yeah, you know, 2020 was the best time for music? <laughs> you know? Yeah, every generation says it, and I'm gonna say something that's a very unpopular opinion. I don't care about the Beatles. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, I just got so tired of everybody saying I got this album and it's the original press. This is. I'm just like that's great. Like I don't. They 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 you know. But my in my opinion is thing about it though. If sir, look how many groups are coming out now, right? And then are not making it right because there's there's so much saturation and not in a good way, in a bad way. Like, you know, you get a lot more attention now without having to sign a really bad record deal and lose money. And, but the beat, the Elvis and the Beatles and people like that, they were the first of their kind. Right. And obviously, yeah, I know they were influential on a lot of people, but it's like quit oven. Like, I just, I don't know. I just got tired of everybody saying they are the greatest. They are the greatest. They were, they were kind of the first of their time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah it just kind of turned me off a little bit when someone's shoving something down your throat and you're like no i just no yeah and you know and, and you know i find what you know i mean there's there's you know with that said there's a lot of great music and there's a lot of great artists but obviously like you know in in the mainstream there's a lot of things that are pushed um that sound you know sound pretty similar to each other and aren't so unique you know and um you know, and that's it's partially it's obviously the, the artist to blame for that as well. But it's also, you know, bigger than that. It's, you know, it's the business itself that, you know, that is um, that is pushing that, you know, and and allowing that and not even just allowing it, but really like rewarding that, <laughs> you know, because it's like they're like, all right, well, this sounds like this and this works. So let's just fucking rinse and repeat and do that again you know rather than like you know look for, you know, look for quality things. And, you know, and then obviously, like with that said, <clears throat> With that said, you know, like the difference between, say, like, you know, even like, you know, Nas, for example, you know, we'll use him as an example, like Nas got signed and, you know, got pushed to release Illmatic out 
with literally no music out all that he was on was live from the barbecue <laughs> you know and got a record deal and they really pushed him as like a main artist something like that is like very 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 rare to happen nowadays you know nowadays they want you to build your own fan base build build all your own shit and basically have everything going for you and then they'll then they'll put their stamp of approval to like help you you know um so it's 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 interesting for sure yeah, and, and and you see a lot more artists now, and then there's a couple local artists here in Indy, um, King Charmin, and then uh, Trillion Cuts. There are a couple local guys, great guys, um, but he makes his own. He makes his own beats. He produces his own music. He puts it out very similar to what you do. Is because of um, able to have more control control over kind of like what we do here with the podcast. We're able to have more control over it. And then it's our baby. Yes, you'd love to have money to be able to go pay for, you know, tours and be able to do things like that. So, but I think now that the, it almost, almost become full circle where there's some record labels need artists more than artists need the record labels a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a double headed. It's kind of, it kind of goes both ways, you know, cause <clears throat> you know, obviously, uh, like you said, I'm an independent artist and, you know, do this and I've worked with some labels, you know, for certain things, et cetera. It's like, you know, it's both ways. Cause like, as you know, I, I obviously do this independently cause I chose to, you know what I mean? And I love it. And, uh, at the same time it, it is, it is definitely, uh, you know, more work. And, and then at the same time, you know, I don't have that major label budget, you know what I mean? Which would definitely be helpful in certain circumstances, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, but, but like I said, you know, I, I chose this, um, because I get that control and then, you know, on top of that, um, it's also more rewarding, you know, and, you know, when, when something's achieved and, um, and you have success in something like, it's like something that I know that I, I built and, you know, and that, and that's something that I, you know, that I take pride in and something that I really worked for. And, you know, to see those, to see that, um, to see that goal achieved is, is a feeling that, you know, I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I started, it's not like you want validation, but you, it's, it's when people listen to something you do, whether it's music or, or podcasting, no matter what it is. And for people to actually legitimately enjoy it. I mean, there's, there's no better feeling than that. I mean, honestly. Exactly. If uh, if you who would be who would be your top who is your top? Let's go cheesy uh, journalist for a minute. Who's your top five? Hip-hop. My top five. Oof. All right, top five. Um, like rappers is uh, in in no order though. <clears throat> uh, Nas is there. Uh, Pharaoh Manch is there. Uh, Royce to five nine is there. Black Thought is there. Uh, what's that for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that for right there? The fifth, the fifth slot, like not Nas, Barrowmonch, Black Thought, and Royce, pretty much are always there for me in my top five. Um, they don't really move, and again, in no real order there either. Number five goes goes a lot of ways. So like Redman could be in there. Prodigy could be in there. Uh, fucking Pasta News from Daylaw could be there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could keep going, but Buster Rhymes could be in there. Older Buster Rhymes. Uh, leaders of the New School Buster Rhymes. Uh, yeah, 
and then also like his first few solo albums. That it, you go back and look, um, the the Cindy- he, lo- he lost he lost me with all that fast rap because he stopped saying stuff. Sorry, Busta, I love you, Busta. If you go back and look at um, Native Tongue Family or the the scenario, scenario remix where they have Charlie Brown and uh, oh yeah, and then, murders that. and then and then and then you can't believe that they actually had a song, just another case of that oh PTA, and they have a video to it, and it's a great video. They were probably 17, 18 years old at this time making that song and video. So if you, if you ever never heard of Leaders of the New School, uh, case of the OPT, a case another case of the PTA is a, is a hilarious video to watch because it's like Busta Rhymes in high school. Yeah, it's amazing. So I just sometimes I forget how much like useless knowledge I have. I probably should have you know used <laughs> use that knowledge for like the stock market or something. But I'm like I'm just going to remember trivial hip hop facts. Yeah, yeah. So, like, top five, like for me, KRS One have to be there, um, okay? Because to me, it's just um, the longevity. Um, yeah. Sometimes during his interviews, he he loses me and gets a little weird, but like very knowledgeable. But I mean, you know, it, when you know MC moved the crowd and things like that, that would he have, also he doesn't fly. Do you know that? No. Wow, I did not know that. That's, I want. I want. Did he say why he didn't fly? Well, I was saying that he took a. He once did a tour in Australia about five years ago, um, maybe even a little bit longer than that. But uh, he took a boat to get to Australia. Wow, that's like what four days, bro. I think it took him like weeks, not four days. It took him weeks to weeks. get there. I think it took him like two weeks or some shit. That's excessive. Right? How crazy is that? I mean, I, I'm I, not exactly. I'm, I'm assuming that it's a fear of flying. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, but um, yeah, I don't really know like what the actual you know situation was that made him not fly. But he doesn't fly. Someone needs to give oh boy, needs to give him a Xanax or something. <laughs> yeah, right. For real, man. What I do? I mean, it, it is that is a really long flight. I've done, I've flown to Australia a couple of times and it's, uh, you know, it's like a full day longer than a day, really depending on where you're going or where you're coming from. Like I flew from New York. So you had to fly from New York to LA, which was, you know, six and a half hours, six hours or so. And then you get on that plane and you fly to Sydney, which is like 13 and a half. And then from there I went to Adelaide and I flew, that's another two hour flight. So in total with layovers and everything, it took me like 29 hours to get there. No, bro, I'm out. Not because I'm afraid to fly. That that's that's unless you're flying private, then I may do it. That way you can get up and walk around. <laughs> but like being on a commercial airplane. But I guess I got some cool new planes where you can lay down and kind of you know weird shit now. Yeah, seen well, those. it's also a bigger plane too. Like when you fly to places like that, when you make those long trips, that's like when you get on the huge planes. You know what I mean? Like with the three rows and the you know all the different sections. Like they're definitely bigger planes. The seats are a little bit bigger. I mean, you're still, if you're flying commercial, like if you're flying like, you know, regular, uh, just lost like the word with the regular seats are <laughs> like bu- there's uh, business and then there's, yeah. What's like the main, the main, oh, I, can't, I can't think of what it is. I'm like drawing, a, I'm like drawing a blank right now. But, uh, anyway, those seats are, they're still like those seats, but they are a little bit bigger. Also, you're allowed to like walk around those planes. Like they have like an area in the back and in the middle. So you could like, you know, go stand up for a little bit. So it is a little bit better than your average flight, say from like you know New York to L.A. or Florida, et cetera. Yeah, we flew to Hawaii. That was but it. Still uh, is longer shit though. We flew to Hawaii. That was long enough for me. 
I mean, mm. I mean, I, I, feel, actually, I haven't been to Hawaii yet. Oh, it, it was, uh, it was nice. I and mean, like I said, we, um, we, we just went to the mainland and then it was just, it, it was just weird because McDonald's there. If you buy something from McDonald's, we were running around. I was like, Hey, just grab McDonald's for go out to big dinner tonight. And then if every meal you get a pineapples with it. You get a pineapple or at McDonald's? Yeah, like cut up, yeah, like a like a bowl of pineapple, and I'm just like, you know. <laughs> that's right. And then so, but yeah, Hawaii was beautiful. Um, I'm not a big fan of flying. Not that I don't. It's not a fear. It's just I hate airports. I just oh, can't. really see. I'm the opposite. I actually like. I love. I love traveling in general. So like, I love the whole experience of it. I know I'm. I'm probably one of the rare ones, but like, I I actually like airports. And, you know, I'm, I was just having this conversation recently, too. I'm typically the person that's kind of just because I feel like I'm doing so much all the time. Like, not that I'm late, but I'm, like, you know, running. I'm, like, kind of just on time. And, like, airports are, like, the one place that I get there, like, really early, go through. I go through and have a drink before I get on my plane. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I actually love flying. Now, see, I don't mind. Now, this is why, because I smoke. Not that the best habit in the world, but, like, Indianapolis, you can't even smoke outside. But, like, when you would fly to, like, Denver, you fly to Vegas. Vegas has this little smoker room, and you can sit there and play play uh, slot machines until your plane takes off. Now, that I don't mm. mind that. I, and then Denver has a restaurant on the very top floor. Um, it still allows smoking in it. And then, but, like, I don't eat or drink when I fly. I just drink, like, Sprite, have some crackers, whatever. And uh, I was leaving, like, $22 tips. So, because you can't get a seat in there. So, every time I would come in, they would recognize me and they would give me a chair to yeah. chill because I was giving them $25 <laughs> yeah, yeah. on a $3 Sprite. <laughs> but those I don't mind because I love sitting there because I flew into Utah and like they have the mountains. It was really cool and majestic. But I'm talking about the people that know how to fly. I found myself turning into old man, get off my lawn. You know, like we, when I knew I was tired of traveling was when we were flying to Chicago and this guy had on a three-piece suit, and then so he had to go through the x-ray machine, take his belt off, his shoes off, his money. I was just like, bro, you know this is happening at the airport. Why did you dress up? Oh, man, he had to take off all of his pieces and shit. That's funny. And I was being an ass. I was like, dude, how did you not know this? I was like, like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, why am I yelling at him for? Why, why am I getting mad at him? Also, on, on top of that, it would be fucking so uncomfortable to be on a plane for however many hours in a three-piece suit. <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants and a hoodie. Yeah, I, I always dress comfortable too. I wear all the all the concept gear. You dig? Yeah, I take I take three drama mean twenty minutes before the plane ride, and then I am out. I throw on my I throw on my champagne hoodie and put my hood over my head and <laughs> put my headphones in and knock out. I re, you ever flown first class? Yeah, I did it one time. I've done it a couple times, but the first time I did, I was flying from Dallas to Indy back home and my company at the time would buy our plane tickets so if i wanted to upgrade it would come out of my pocket so but a lot of times we would do quick flights so there wasn't first class this one did and it was like it was at night you know flying in at late at night so i upgraded the first class and I, so i remember sitting down to like the 70 year old lady and she was the epitome of first class and I sat next to her, and I had on sweatpants and a hoodie, and then at the time, Big Beats headphones, you know, so I, you know, not exactly the type yeah. of person she thinks she's going to sit next to. And then um, on the way in, 
somebody bumps into me on accident and i was like uh, you're, you're you're sitting next to a shotgun and beers <laughs> i'm sitting i'm sitting next to her and, and somebody uh hits me with their bag and i was like come on she's like that's why those oh, people that would be a, that would be a hilarious fucking video get on a first class flight with someone to start shotgunning beers next to them to their reaction well, and then someone bumped into me, and I was like, "Hey, you know, hey, watch out!" And she's like, "That's why those people ride on the back of the plane." I was like, "Oh, bet, okay." Like she was, the, she was the epitome of, uh, and she was, she started snapping her fingers. She's like, "Can you get us some champagne, please?" And I was like, "Are we in this together?" Wow. I was like, "Are we in this together?" Yeah. <laughs> you're like i'm gonna have some of that champagne too and, and she's like make sure you get your blanket she's like you know she was just the epitome of first class and i was just i just started eating it up and i was like yeah those people and uh but yeah, yeah that was the only that was like the first time i flew first class and i was just like i felt better than everybody else for a moment <laughs> they give you the hot towel and shit oh yeah hot ta- hot towel and then you know they gave us her drinks right away and then she was drinking champagne and i was like yeah i don't drink on flights because you know i just i can't and they give you real glasses they yeah give you a real glass too. yeah and then, and then the stewardess, were, uh, flight attendant, sorry, were very not overly nice to you. How's your day going? It's good to see you. And I was like, oh, wow, you actually sound like you mean it. When I sit back there, you're like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, no, but, uh, yeah, I, I've traveled a lot. So, um, you're back in L.A. Um, Wait, hold on. No, hold on. We, we detoured, though. We went into traveling. You only gave us one. You only gave us KRS-One. Uh, I got KRS. You got, four, you got four more to go. A KRS-One. Um, Red Band's my other one, just because I think he's highly underrated in a lot of things that he does. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, he just, he just has, like, besides being for Red Man, we won't, we won't detour this conversation too much, but for Red Man, like, besides being the reason why, like, like I said, I had your, my four and then, you know, Red Man is a few other ones that could be like my five, say, um, like for Red Man, for me, not only is he like a really dope lyricist and rapper as well, but it's like, he also just like his whole character, his whole image, his whole branding, you know, was always so strong, you know what I mean? And that's what I think made him so um so entertaining really you know what i mean and and really put him you know above other people was that you know he just had so much character and so much like he was so unique you know what i mean like his energy and everything was just unmatchable oh absolutely i mean it really was i mean that's where um, and is you know is. what i mean to say was because like, he, he's 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 you know he's an artist that is still releasing music and, uh, you know, and every time I check it out, you know, it, it is, it is still, you know, he's still that character and that person. That's great. You know? Yeah. And he just released something not too long ago. I saw, I can't remember what artist he was with, but it was almost back to the old boom bap. And it was just like, he came out with so much energy in that song. And I was like, and then as soon as he, he was a feature and he just killed the feature. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, rock him, obviously. Is definitely up there, mm-hmm. up there for me because I think he was one of the very first ones with lyrics or very lyrical yeah. in his. See, Rock Rockin was just a little bit before my time, you know. Um, like, not that I don't like, I like I, you know, I, I fuck with therapy and Rockin for sure. Um, like, you know, strong, but it just like for me, like you know, Nas, Nas was like my childhood, you know what I mean, and Rockin was like his, you know, his inspiration. So like for me, like I, you know, I always. I knew about Rockin' then, and uh, you know, and 
you know, like I said, always, you know, but just that's why he wouldn't necessarily be in my top five, just because for me, it just didn't have that impact that say like Nas and Mob Deep had on me as a kid, you know? Yeah, Nas is on Nas is on there. This is no particular order either because I remember we getting Illmatic as a kid and then um you know you hear you know life's the bitch and you're, and it's just like wow. And then AZ does it AZ when he opens up that on that song is just incredible. Oh yeah. And I mean AZ on his own was great too like uh Do or Die is an yep. amazing album. I had it. Yeah, I had that because um yep. So that the and then my like my fifth one is it's it's so difficult because there there's so many people that it's hard to put one in one in there and it's weird it's because none of us had Pac Biggie or Jay in any of ours which it, which kind of makes sense because yeah. that they had a bigger impact overall but I mean so that I've had to argue not argue but I've had a conversation with many people like well if they didn't die what kind of longevity what he had and obviously paul Pac had a cultural impact biggie definitely um you know musically impact on it so um yeah. the the fourth the fourth one is always tough or the fifth one's always tough for me uh because i remember being 19 18 or 19 and then um in the musical taste because this is such a weird one for me but chuck d had such a big influence on me Okay. Because the very first hip hop tape I bought was Yo, Yo Bum Rush the Show, nineteen eighty six. I was a fifth or sixth grader, and then uh, and mm-hmm. then I bought nothing but Public Enemy because um, Burn High would burn um, had Ice Cube on it, and then also had um, wow, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Uh, but anyways, but like he had he had a lot of the videos and then like he had something to say i guess and then so it kind of got me away from the uh it started turning into like party rap a little bit but like he still like had conscious mm-hmm. rap and i would always like to listen to what he had to say yeah so no, uh, i mean he, he like public enemy obviously had a major major impact uh you know on on hip-hop and you know on the world in general so that's definitely a great one to be in there um for me, I think, uh, like, just not to go back, but to go back to the Biggie, Pac, and um, and Jay, not having them in there. For me, um, I mean, they're all, they're all all three of them are are people again that are you know definitely were an inspiration to me, and they're definitely like you know even though I, I didn't put them in my top five that most people would, right? Uh, they were definitely they're definitely like say in my top ten, you know. Um, Biggie, Biggie, probably the most out of them, because um, like "Ready to Die" is also an album like of my childhood. Like I could, I could rap every word on that album, you know. Um, I think that you're right for Biggie. For me, the reason why I don't put it in there is for that reason: is that for me, he didn't have enough work to say. Like, I mean, now "Ready to Die." If you're, if we're talking about like top five, top ten albums, "Ready to Die" is a hundred percent in there, you know. Um, but as far as like overall artist. Um, yeah, he didn't have enough work for me. And even Life After Death is a great album, but obviously, you know, it didn't come out while he was even alive. So, you know, for things like that, and, you know, maybe if I knew more about that too, but I don't know, like, even, you know, did he, did he, uh, you know, put the order of that album? Did he pick the songs that were on that album? So that's hard to say too. Again, I could be, he might have done that whole thing. I'm not even really sure on that. But, uh, but that would be like for him and, and Pac too. Pac, same, Pac, same thing. 
Well, Pac had a lot of work, though. Pac released, what, like 13 albums or 14 albums <laughs> in the time that, which is crazy. Like, Pac, Pac, with that said, though, Pac is like number one as far as like work, work ethic goes. Like, no one worked like Pac did. You know, if you talk about work ethic and what they accomplished in, in such a short amount of time, there's, I don't think that there's any rapper or even musician say that in the world that has done that. Like he died at 24 years old and was in multiple major movies. He had 14 albums out. Like that's crazy, you know? Um, and like with that said, if you compare like him and Biggie, even like, I mean, again, Biggie had, you know, two albums really, you know, and Pac did 14 and what, I don't even know how many major films, but at least, at least four. Right. Yeah, he would be fifty years old this year. Crazy. Nine years. Um, nine years older than me. And now that, like, when you get older, and then you really don't know the age of somebody, like a movie star or a musician, then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, you're, they're only yeah. nine years older than me." I was like, "That's that's weird." Well, think about that. Imagine at twenty four, if you had released fourteen albums and been in five major movies. You know what I mean? Like, he had that much of a impact. At at only twenty four years by twenty four years old, like, that's crazy, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's really that's that, that's like overly impressive. Like again, I don't think that there's anyone that has done that much. Yeah, and I think that's why it, it's sometimes with him, it's hard to put him in there with like, hey, the top five. Like he's like in a different weird class of his own. Um, yeah, he was he, he was a different thing. That's what I'm saying. Like like him and Biggie, even though like you know that's the comparison that that people have, you know. Um, you know, again, I'm a, I'm honestly, you know, more of a Biggie fan, and maybe that's because I'm from New York. I don't know, but I I am more of a Biggie fan. But you know, but you can't deny that you know, again, what Pac accomplished in that time period is like unmatchable. You know, um, it's crazy. And then another person to add in there is uh, Big L as well. Yep. Same thing for Big L. Um, you know way too soon um but you know if if he didn't die you know at such a young age and such a young time in his life you know who knows what he would have accomplished and then you know again same thing like you know uh conversation obviously that people have is you know biggie and big l were really like the stars prior to jay-z and they were like jay-z's big brother you know what i mean so you know if they didn't pass who knows what not that jay wouldn't have you know, accomplished what he accomplished, but you know, who knows where things would have went, you know? Yeah. And that, and that's, and that's always been the conversation. And, and I think that, um, exactly, yeah. Jay is obviously, um, um, legendary, legendary status, but it, it's always weird is how you hear some of the, not stories, but you hear like you read reports and interviews that like, you know, he went from this style to that style once, you know, Biggie passed away, and then it's almost like New York needed another um, star at that time, and then that's where you know yeah. Jay Z broke. Because everybody's like, "Well, we always have to have who's the face in New York," um, you know, and that's one of the thing is you know, hip New York's the hip hop uh, you know mecca, whatever, and they always had to have a face. Like, okay, this is who we have, this is our best, and you know, and everybody else looked towards New York until mid 90s later 90s 2000s when you started seeing things start popping up across uh, you know the red there was always the west coast but i'm talking about you know uh houston and then obviously down in new orleans things started in atlanta so but that's a big spot to be in um the king of new york 
So it's so, who, so with that said, not to, to change the, the conversation a little, who do you think, so you said your comment was that, you know, you always have to have someone who represents New York. So who do you think is representing New York right now? Who do you think is the I, face, or the I couldn't face even, of New York right now? I couldn't even answer that, honestly. It's it's so weird because the way that we I used to absorb music is so different than it is now, right? Yeah. So, because I've kind of went away from mainstream music to um, trying to find artists that are 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 newer and and, and uh, coming up and try to support, listen to their music and things like that. So, because I think the last key in New York I could probably think of, and that's just listening to the radios. Radio uh, was watching interviews. Was probably when Fifty First came out, and then he kind of was kind of um, self-proclaimed King of New York. And then the last, which is a which is a long time ago. That's you what, know what I mean. Like, yeah, like Fifty, like Fifty. I mean, Fifty obviously same thing. Fifty still fucking kills it and does so much stuff. But as like you don't like, I don't think people are looking at Fifty. I mean, people aren't even necessarily looking at Fifty as so much of a rapper anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he's executive he, you know, producer. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I mean he he's 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 I'm sure like just in his life in general, I'm sure that he's much busier with, you know, movie stuff, et cetera, than you know, than his involvement actually in music, you know. Well, because it um, it came up during the versus battle of uh who was it? The the locks and um whoever that who I, I don't know, I can't remember. Dipset. Yeah, dipset. Dip and then that's when Jada oh. Jadakiss all of a sudden people remembered how great Jadakiss was. And then, yeah. but my, which was great, nostalgic and everything like that. But it's like some about, some about certain places is you want to see the new rising stars and who they are. And it seems like right now we're, we're going with nostalgia acts more than ever. That may sound bad coming for me, but it, that's just the way it feels. We keep doing nostalgia acts. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that it's bad. I think that, you know, like, it's an interesting, it's definitely an interesting, uh, conversation because, you know, like you said, people listen and absorb music differently now. So does that make it like, does that make it almost hard for there to be like a, say a king or, or of a specific place? Like, for example, you know, Biggie was like the king of New York, say, and, you know, music was being absorbed differently and that lasted for longer nowadays things are so here and gone tomorrow that like, could there actually be like a continuous face? You know what I mean? Like, for example, I feel like the last, um, the last time that there was like a King of anywhere really was say like when Kendrick, um, did that control verse. Right. And then they were saying like, Oh, Kendrick's like the King of LA. Right. Yep. Who is like, who, but to say that like now, right. If you were even thinking like, like LA now, who's the King of LA now, and it's like, I mean, there's not really an answer, you know what I mean? And I think that's because people are so, like like I said, here and gone tomorrow, like, you know what I mean? They're so just like, now, 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 what am I getting? What am I getting? What am I getting? That like, you know, Kendrick, I don't think that people see Kendrick as the king now because he doesn't release enough music to their, to, for like, for that to be said, you know what I mean? Which Which is just, again, interesting because it's just so different, you know what I mean? Like Kendrick's hot right now, but then you know, say YG drops his album next week and then everybody's on the YG album, you know what I mean? And kind of forgot about Kendrick for a second until he releases something else again, you know what I mean? So, like, maybe that's why there's not, like, say, like, a king of 
a specific place because you know everyone just wants what's new you know what i mean someone could be the hottest artist number one right now but then you know someone drops an album next week and you know and that album goes to number one and then everyone's talking about that like i mean even an example of that is you know kanye west and drake right like i live in la on a pretty on a pretty like busy road and if you stood outside my house on the day that, you know, the week, just say, that Donda and Certified Lover Boy came out, if you stood outside my house, every single car that was going by was listening to those albums. You know, like, you literally, I heard it all day. I didn't even have to press play on my, <laughs> on my <laughs> end, you know? So, like, you know, so, but with that said, now, that was what, like, what was that, three weeks ago or something? A month ago? Like now, six, six I weeks ago, heard yeah. I haven't heard anybody talking about either of those albums since. No. Have you? No. I mean, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't even seen anything, you know, on the internet of someone saying anything about Donda or Certified Love, but like nothing. Like it's just like like it's almost like the whole world was so in tune to it for like five days. <laughs> you know and then and then i just forgot about it. now now they're you know whatever is the next one you know i think what kid Leroy is number one right now you well, know yeah um, what they what happened was kanye did his thing drake came out murdered his cells drake went back in his house and then it all stopped that's literally what happened he came out yeah. and now, i mean like yeah. i mean like besides besides even talking about like the quality of the albums you know besides <laughs> even and that we, we we can talk we can talk about that if you want to but uh you know besides even that it's more so just of the point of you know every like literally like i feel like you know everything like that week like everything on the internet like i said like every car that drove past you know like everyone was just like so much about like kanye 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 drake 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 and then again six weeks later you don't see anything about it, you know? And again, not that, not that people aren't listening to them still, et cetera, but it's like, it's just not like this big thing. And then like people, you know, again, whatever is going to come out, you know, this coming Friday say is what people are going to be talking about rather than that. So, you know, maybe that's the point of that is just saying that, you know, could there, could there be a King of a place or, you know, how long does that King say get to keep his throne for? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think if you're king of TikTok, then you're the king of music. I, I'm, that's my new theory. Which is, which, is, which is so crazy to me. Uh, it's such a crazy thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're the, if you're the king of TikTok, yeah, you are. You're like the, yeah. I mean, cause, it, cause there's one, that one song, I, I, I don't know the name, but it says, um, well, why are you always in a mood, right? I never didn't know who the artist was, right? Then I listened, like I seen a couple of those TikToks in a row. I was like, what the fuck is this song? So I pulled it up and I was like, wow. And I was just like, I was like, that's so smart of them to get that on TikTok, get people using it. And then people did exactly what I did, went and streamed it. So think about it. Yeah, I, yeah, no, 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 exactly, yeah. And then there's been with some that, songs... I said anyone that's listening to this right now go make tiktok videos to my songs <laughs> so and the Roller, Roller coasters is a great one sheesh is another great one oof is another good one those are all great tiktok songs and then there's been some songs i pulled off there to listen to and i'm like oh no wonder they used just the clip and then you know they'll let me down a little bit so but like i said is you get you get white people who want to you know videotape themselves they can blow up a song for you 
Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's uh, it's definitely you know, obviously things have, um, obviously things have, you know, changed drastically. But you know, there's there's goods and bads to both. You know what I mean? Oh no, I I watch about an hour a day of TikTok because it makes me it just it just to me it's hilarious. You know, no political stuff, no BS, like regular social media. It's just people having, like, still having fun. Just, you know, just having fun. And I think that's why mm-hmm. I enjoy it more than anything like that. Uh, what, TikTok? TikTok, your favorite app right now? Yeah, I, I enjoy that more than anything. Okay. You, you dancing on there, too, or what? No, no, bro. I, uh, <laughs> there's, one of, there's, there's one of me jumping in a pool. I mean, AP did a okay. few things on there, but... uh I was I'm more of a behind the scenes instead of uh, in front of the camera kind of guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I could dance, I mean, if I if I could dance or sing, I definitely would. Um, but just no skill there, man. None. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm hoping my kids have more uh, rhythm than I do. So, but they're afraid to. <laughs> one of them's not afraid to dance. The the other one, uh, he's he's still not that way. So, um, but. I do. I one thing I did want to say to you though is, over the years, followed you for a long time. I think it's been uh, what is this October twenty twenty one? I think we first talked twenty sixteen. That's how long we've uh, communicated back and forth. Um, well over five years. That's amazing. Is your videos? Is the roller coaster video? I love that video. Um, and you've always seemed to have great people surround you and, and, and like the, the group of people you work with, you can see that you guys are having fun. The reason I say yeah. that is, is because we did the show for a long time and then all of a sudden it started to feel forced. Um, it started, it started to feel forced. Like, you know, we yeah. were trying to get guests on, we were trying to do this, trying to do that. And, you know, and I, and I, and I felt like we weren't having fun. We were just like, Hey, we have a show. We have a dedicated fan base. We got to keep putting out product for them. And it became like, it just became not a lot of fun. And I've said this on other episodes, but, but like then when we, we go AP and do something together, like family photos, we're doing senior pictures this weekend or, or, uh, we did a show a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Like we we still have fun and like the creative flow, and then I see a lot of that in in like your videos and in, in videos and that you do. Uh huh. And then was there? And then a, was a, a drone using roller coaster? Uh yeah. For some of the shots, is a drone for obviously like over like the pier and stuff like that. Um, some of like the other shots actually like from like in the car when I'm driving the car. Uh, was actually just another car next to us with uh, the videographers hanging out of that vehicle um, filming us, which actually I have a really funny clip of us almost crashing the red convertible <laughs> um, because we were filming like on the PCH. Uh, if For those not familiar with it, uh, the PCH is what connects, and if you're not familiar, uh, connects Santa Monica. Well, could go other places too, but it connects Santa Monica and Malibu. And that's like where that video was filmed. So we're driving on the PCH in the middle of the day shooting that video. There's a lot of cars. It's, you know, like it was traffic, but we were moving. But again, like, you know, there's still cars everywhere. So we're in a car in a convertible. That's obviously that car. So people are looking at it already. You know, we're like 
And then we have a car next to us with two dudes hanging out of the car with these big cameras, <laughs> you know? So like everybody around us, like all the cars were looking out their windows. So we're driving and the car in front of us was so focused on looking through his rear view mirror, um, watching us that he like hit on his brakes and I like look up and like slam on the brakes. And like, I actually have a video of it. Uh, my manager was in the car too, like filming from the other car. And I have like a video of like me, like slamming on the brakes in the car, like screeching and <laughs> a little slide on the, on the highway. It's pretty, uh, pretty scary and funny, funny experience at the same time. So that video was shot. How long ago did was that video shot? Actual shot, not not put out. Because I have because I, I have something. Uh, we shot that video in May. No, I, I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I don't, I'm going to give you wrong dates. <laughs> uh, when did it come out? <laughs> came out three months ago. The reason I say this is there's. Uh, it came out in June, right? It yeah. came out in June. Uh, I think we shot it in like April. So, so are you to blame for all the bucket? Not, not very long before the release. So, are you to blame for all the bucket hats coming back in the Midwest? Okay. <laughs> I could be. I could be to blame for the bucket hats coming back. That's why you know, I could be to blame for a few things. I noticed that I'm like, you know, like sheesh. I'm I'm to blame for sheesh. No one was saying. No one was released. When I release sheesh, I'm going to let that be known right now. No, I know. No one was saying in any single song I released sheesh in 2019 and now everybody's saying sheesh in their songs and wants to make a sheesh song and sheesh and she started trending like six months ago which was tight because it, it boosted everything up for me um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there I mean and that's a great <laughs> video because that's with David Faustino in the video if, for those who yeah, don't sure. remember I was, I was just with, I was just with him last weekend that's one guy I'd always love to talk to because he was had such an influence on my childhood. That show was a huge influence on my on my on my childhood. Well, when you when you come out to LA, I'll introduce you. That sounds great, and I plan on doing that next year as uh, as part of one of my uh, gifts to myself because I got a couple people I know who live in LA. I know you're out there, and then Dorset's out there, and a couple other people I know are out in LA, so I can come see some people. And plus, just get out of the Midwest for a little bit. Um. But you also been you're always busy. You're always dropping music. So um, the song we we're talking about is "Roller Coaster" fe featuring Max Landry. How did you meet Max? Uh, so uh, we were talking about Detroit a little while ago. Max is from Detroit, from Michigan. Um, we met uh, in New York. I had a I was playing a show actually at Arlene's Grocery, um, and a buddy of mine uh, brought him to the show. We hadn't met before. Um, and he came to the show. We met that night. Uh, that was in New York. We actually cut like a few records, like back in the day. Um, you know, I mean, back in the day, I mean like, you know, four or five years ago. Um, and, uh, I have a single out that's called understand me that was produced by optics. Um, and actually he brought, that's how I met Max through optics. And, uh, he brought Max in to play the guitar on that record. Um, so that was actually the first thing that we ever did. And then I moved out here and he was still in New York. And then I went to Asia. <laughs> and then when I came back from Asia, I came back to LA and then he actually moved out here. Um, and then me and him just, you know, started, you know, started hanging out and started working more. And, uh, and then it just naturally became a thing, you know, went from us like recording here and there and more so hanging out to, um, you know, us just recording basically every day and recording all of this music. 
Um, and then, you know, to kind of answer, I think what your question was going to be about, it's like, you know, having fun and, you know, uh, you know, having that energy and, you know, in not only the visuals, but in the music and the whole, you know, the whole direction of, of the art that I create is, um, you know, is surrounding myself with people, not only good people, but people that I genuinely get along with and vibe with and, you know, and are friends with, you know, you know, like for example, like Max, you know, I met him. I met him as kind of like, you know, through mutual friends of music, but, you know, our friendship is what, you know, made us, you know, work together in general. And also I think work together so well, you know, um, like for, you know, for example, you know, when, you know, with roller coasters and with every record that we do, we record everything, you know, in the same room together. We, we produce everything in the same room together, create everything in the same room together. Um, it's not like he's making beats at home and sending me beats and then I'm writing to them. It's like literally me and him in the studio. I get to the studio, we get to the studio and it's like, you know, we just start creating sounds and those are the records that we make, you know, from that mood and from that energy. So, you know, the, the, the music and, and what we make is very, uh, very organic and very, you know, natural and real because it, it really is, you know, the mood that we create together, you know? So, um, and that's why we have fun because we're friends and we kick it and have a good time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I see that. I see that told. I mean, I definitely see that one. The, um, cause it's, it's always interesting when you see, um, people look like they're actually having fun and things usually come out a lot more, they feel like it's not um rushed and it's not you know like hey we have yeah, to four. yeah well, or force honestly yeah. like, I, like i don't i can't make me i don't make music like that like you know I'm, i uh i love what i do i'm very passionate about what i do and um and i also have a i have a fun great time while i do it so um yeah, I just, yeah, I, I put that into, you know, into what I make and I don't force anything. Like I, I don't like go, if I don't feel like, I mean, it's very rare that I don't even want to make music, but like if I'm not in the mood or not in the right place or I feel like I have too much on my plate, I'm my, mentally, I'm not going to be able to do it. I just don't do it. You know, and I don't force myself to do it. Like I go to the studio when I know that I could be in that space um, and make, you know, make the best, best product, the best art, you know? So, um, so we've been working and we got, we got a lot of records, you know, champagne room is out right now, 14 songs. Uh, I have the album done. The album's finished complete. Um, and we just been continuously making more songs. Like for instance, art that just came out on Friday, we made that like a week and a half before. Um, so throughout the year, I'll, I'll give you a little, little tip that I'm going to do. So champagne room is out right now and I'm going to release my album, um, in 2022 uh, when, when everything's a little bit more open so that I can release the album and then go back on tour and tour it around the world again. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to, you know, keep rolling out visual for champagne room, uh, doing a lot of shows, you know, just like kind of like spot dates and stuff like that until we could really hit the road again. And I'm going to be releasing a new song every single month. Um, so, and the songs that I release throughout the year, each month, these songs, uh, I mean, I have a bunch of songs done, but realistically, I'm going to be in the studio a lot. So, uh, you know, it could be you might get a song in November that I recorded, you know, a week before that, you know, that I haven't done yet. So uh, right now, art just came out on Friday and I have another one coming out on October 29th called Leverage. 
Yeah, because I remember you did that. You've done it several times where you just you constantly put out content, content, and things like that. Music videos and yeah. and music <clears throat> stayed very, very active in it. So two things is what are you doing in your downtime when you're not doing music? And the second thing is who keeps allowing you to drive these cars? <laughs> to drive these cars. Cause that car looks um, like it's from a car club, right? In the roller coaster video. Oh, that, that, that car, that car is fire, right? Yes. Um, all right. Well, what do I do on my downtime? I don't get much downtime. Uh, <laughs> so very rare that I get downtime. Uh, sometimes at night before I go to sleep, I put on a, like a TV show. Sometimes I get to watch more than a little bit of it. Sometimes I get too busy again and then forget about it and then never finish the show. Uh, I just watched Luke Cage. I know I'm years behind on that, but I just watched Luke Cage and, uh, I decided to watch the Marvel series and now I'm watching Daredevil. <laughs> um, no, I feel again, you, I feel you, but real fast, um, when, uh, when Luke Cage threatens... Besides that, if I can, I like the snowboard, but uh, we're almost in the season of snowboarding again. When you and uh, Luke Cage, when he puts on the hoodie and the Wu-Tang starts playing and he goes in that building, is one of the best scenes uh, in Luke yeah, Cage. Yeah, for real. Well, I hope you get... I Daredevil's it. great. I just can't wait to get into, get into <laughs> Punisher. Uh, Punisher, yeah. that somebody didn't think I'd like. You know, um, I love the actor. But I didn't know if I like it or not. Yeah, I do too. But after watching it, after watching it, and I was like, I was like, please bring back a season three somewhere somehow. And they they they're thinking about rebooting oh, really? it. Yeah. So okay, I'm on season two of Daredevil right now, and the Punisher has just been introduced into the show. Oh, it gets great from there. It just gets great. Yeah, um, one I'm on like season two, uh, season two, episode two. Um, one of our shows, um, I was I was going through and. Um, just finished up a beat or whatever, but I was like, I was like, I'm gonna put something on top of it so when it plays into the show. So um, I took something off the um, the Daredevil um, when they're in court later on down. You'll see it, and then I put it on there. Then and it just sounded great. We just keep yelling, "I'm not crazy." Don't tell me anything. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, that that is the, that is the. Yeah, you got me thinking. I'm like, so <laughs> so that is because that's mixed. That's mixed in between like nine different places, so you won't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, snow, snowboarding season. I knew you're a big snowboarder and things like that. Um, the and then you do have a show coming up though. Yes, sir. I'm playing uh, the Peppermint Club this Saturday, October 16th in Los Angeles. I am really excited about it. I'm going to be performing a bunch of songs from Champagne Room. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a blast. I actually haven't paid, played the Peppermint Club before, too, and it's a beautiful venue, so I'm super excited about it. And then uh, right after that, we do uh, New York. We do New York City on November 4th at Drum on the Lower East Side. I believe it's on 7th Street and Avenue A. Uh, it's called Drum, D-R-O-M. It's a beautiful venue as well. And uh, I haven't played at home in New York in over two years, so I am beyond excited for that show. And uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to do a bunch of perform a bunch of songs from Champagne Room. I'm going to bring back some old stuff. Fuel. I might even do an Awaken song. Who knows? It might go crazy. And also, the big news this week: your birthday was yesterday. Yes, sir. Libra season. I don't want. There's so many October birthdays you just can't keep up. Yo, it is absolutely insane. It's kind of funny because even like being on, you know, even looking at Instagram, I'm like, oh shit, this person's birthday is today too. 
I'm like crazy. There's hey. some other, there's some other rappers too. I think uh, who's rapper's birthday yesterday? Well, first of all, it was, I think it was Drake's son's birthday yesterday. <laughs> it was Drake's son's birthday yesterday. Uh, Terminology's birthday was on the ninth. Uh, who else? Mitty Scott's birthday was October tenth as well. Um, and there's a lot of people. Because you guys are all New Year's babies. We were we we did it. We were on one of the shows. We were talking about it. It's because there's a lot of October babies, and like in my school, in high school, like everybody's birthday was like October, right? Uh, So Uh, many. If you go backwards, it's it it goes back to New Year's. Yeah. So I. So that's funny, but I'm I'm a I'm a March baby, so I don't know how I came about. People were getting excited for New Year's. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, it it like I said is uh it's like been a while since we caught up, but like I said is it's still falling through and and watching everything you do. Now, last time, a couple times you gave me um Cruel Youth. That's somebody you turned me on to and then obviously they're fabulous. Who is somebody that you don't think anybody kind of has heard of? Cuz Cruel Youth was big because I realized she was actually from overseas and she was big here and then she just didn't get as huge here in the united states because i went down a rabbit hole uh the lead singer who else is somebody that you're listening to now doesn't even have to be hip-hop you're listening to that you're like you need to check them out uh okay someone that i think you should check out is uh riz la v r-i-z riz la v l-a-v-i-e um, he's really dope. It's not hip hop. It's, uh, it's like, it's like hip hop beats, but, um, it's dope. It's really dope. Um, that's someone I think you should check out. So, yeah. Cause I, I always try to go through and try to find things that, um, not mainstream. And it actually led me to somebody that I knew of, I hadn't listened to in the longest time, but, uh, was, uh, start, atmosphere actually put out some new a new album a couple new albums and songs and and then i went back through their old catalog and i was like i forgot i I forgot that i I didn't even know who it was seeing it because of the the type of cd i had but i really really i get maybe because i'm older and this sounds weird is when you get older you love music no matter what but there's certain music that 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 uh hits you a little bit and he has a couple songs on there about <laughs> having bad days and working and i'm like man fucking feel that now but as a kid it would make no sense to me but as i got older it definitely makes sense so um that's someone i've been try- i've just been trying to go through and listen to um everything i try to absorb everything but uh, i'm on my 80s kick right now okay i was trying to find it in, in my uh it, I don't know. You try to bond with your kids, but some of their music is just, I don't know. I, I, I can't get into. Like I said, is we're, we're uh, at that hour mark, a little bit over it. Bro, I appreciate you always coming on. You are the world's busiest man besides me. You're the hardest man to get a hold of besides me, and I take a lot of pride <laughs> in that. Man, I, I always appreciate you, bro. It's always good jumping on here. It's amazing. Uh, we've been chopping it up for so long, since 2016. I love that, and uh, yeah, man, I always appreciate the support. Always happy to come on here, and uh, yeah, we got to come out to L.A., drink some champagne, and I'll tell David to come kick it with us. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds great, and, and, the, and well, the the support has, has been great. 
um, and then always enjoyed it. The um, so it's time for you to pick what what song would you like me to play us out to of yours? I'll let you pick. Uh, I play roller coasters. How'd you know I had that one queued up? <laughs> Do you guys just, I just watched this video and I'm like, these guys are having way too much fucking fun. <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm just like that. So, uh, but real fast, do your shameless plugs like we always do. Uh, social media, where they get a hold of you, find your music, anything you want to uh, shout out. Yes, sir. This is Concept with a K, aka Champagne Connie. And you could go to I am concept, I A M K O N C E P T dot com, I am concept dot com, and you can find everything. My Instagram is at Champagne Connie. And uh, hit me up. I love to hear from my, from my fans and the people listening to my music. And uh, if you're in Los Angeles, come out to the Peppermint Club on October 16th. And if you're in New York City, come out to DROM on November 4th. And if you are anywhere else in the world, tell everybody about my music and have them listen to it so that I can come perform for you very soon. And then, and this is, and, and I'm not just saying this because he's on the phone, but like he does return emails. He does return messages on social media. Um, he does appreciate everybody that does. And I think that's the only reason. I mean, it's one of the main reasons that, you know, we we try to still stay even though we're not doing shows all the time still someone someone i still want to support all the time because like he was my favorite artist like i never met him sent him an email he's like bro i'll do the show we've become friends since then so you know it's weird as i guess you can meet people you look up to and and, and they're not all assholes so concept is definitely the opposite um check out his music and and i think you'll enjoy it. it's a lot of positivity uh, he's a good guy and um like I said, is we're going to play Concept Roller Coasters featuring Max Landry, and uh, we'll talk to you soon here, kids. My guy. Let's go. Baby, I don't understand, though. How I landed on my feet inside this bag, yo. On a broken roller coaster going fast now cash now Karma's missing me like an ex now. I don't understand though How I landed on my feet inside this bag, yo On a broken roller coaster going fast now cash now Karma's missing me like an ex Turns coming should slow down with some ease Yo, I got this girl, don't you go doubt what I be I got cruise control, can you come down here for me? She's so proud, she knows Khan and she loves my songs Welcome to Bop City Khan got the juice like it's Biggie and Pop I hope the world opens I want to visit my best version I feel alone here But yes, the sex helps it My girl is perfect and even her head's gorgeous my beach house have a beach house with a pool right in the living room Most takers they laying down a bed that has a different view I'll ride in this car, take my chance Baby, without you I don't you. understand though How I landed on my feet inside this bag, yo On a broken roller coaster going fast now Cash now Karma's missing me like an ex now. I don't understand though How I landed on my feet inside this bag, yo on a broken roller coaster going fast, no, I can't stop.
change but wanted wetter <laughs> She's high def so textured She's most deaf Miss Fat Booty Don't mind no stretch marks Put it down like Tetris Yeah, hold on with effort My arm's tired, feel like my heart's wired She loves them, I got no time here to discuss it I see some cop lights, I speak from them Dream girl keeps calling, it's free something Time is no different, it's free nothing Not even Jordan can keep jumping Here we go, champagne show, balloons pop I got no condos but this one is really hot Maybe a store's open Maybe it's okay, Lord forgive me My life's great now, please Maybe don't forfeit it I don't understand it. though How I landed on my feet inside this bag oh, On a broken roller coaster Going fast now Cast out Karma's missing me like an ex I don't understand though How I landed on my feet inside this bag oh, On a broken roller coaster Oh